Welcome to Making Our Own Stories, a podcast where a group of kids in Cleveland explore and think about the future of their neighborhood. Hello, my name is Jason, and I'm here with students. My name is Zoe. My name is Ashanti. And? My name is Jonathan. And? My name is Daniel. And those are our kids. And today, we're going to be interviewing Commander Cuts from the Cleveland Police Department. Say hi. Sure, my name is uh, Brandon Kutz. Um, rhymes with foots, toots, and puts, just for the record. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, Commander Cuts, um, I know you're a police officer or sheriff, but can you explain your job in detail a little bit? Sure. Um, uh, I am the commander of the 4th District Cleveland Police District. Uh, the city of Cleveland has five different districts that represent five different areas of the city. And the 4th District is the uh, largest district. It's the southeast side of the city of Cleveland. And it's my job to uh, lead and manage the Cleveland police officers that are assigned to this district. There's about 220 Cleveland police officers. It's uh, my job to make sure that they go out there and do the job the best that they can. It's also my job to work with the community, the residents, the business owners, the organizations in the community, find out what their needs are, and uh, try to help them meet those needs, especially as it pertains to law enforcement and the work that we do every day. Is it easy? It is not easy. (laughs) I understand. It may not be easy, but do you love what you do? I absolutely love what I do. Um, The truth of the matter is I could go uh, probably to uh, a lot of other places and make more money doing what I do. Um, But the fact of the matter is is that I love Cleveland. I love working for this city. I love working for the residents of this city. Um, It's rewarding. This is um, my home. It's my uh, professional home. And uh, I take that very seriously. And um, I love working here. I wouldn't work anywhere else. Astounding. I have another question for you. What schools did you go to when you grew up? Um, I went to a small rural school in Medina County called Buckeye. Um, And then uh, when I graduated from there, I went to the College of Worcester for college. Does that answer your question? Yes. Also, how old are you? How long have you been in the neighborhood? Um, I am 43 years old and I've been working for the city of Cleveland since 1998. And I've been uh, east side police officer my whole career. So I've been here 18 years. I have a question for you, Commander. Now, uh, since you've been, you, you've been in this position almost a year, correct? Correct. Now, when it comes to the point that uh, any changes that you feel that one part of the neighborhood may need versus another part of the neighborhood, what's your professional opinion on that? You talking about the Buckeye neighborhood? Yes. And what I think, uh, what needs to change? Yes. When it comes to uh, helping curb some of the crime and curb some of the uh, violence that we have. Um, I think Buckeye neighborhood is a um, neighborhood that has a um, strong need of change when it comes to crime and um, the way it stands today. Um, I've been policing this neighborhood since 1998. And uh, I have, uh, in about 2008, I left, and I just came back in October of last year. And I noticed uh, drastically how different the neighborhood was, and not to the better um, in a lot of ways. Um, So I think that any efforts on Buckeye need to start with um, certainly the 
we need to look at how we're policing that neighborhood. Um, but we also need to look at the community itself and find out and strengthen the active members of that community that want to see Buckeye be more successful and certainly strengthen the relationship between community members and the police and make sure that every effort that we make as both a community, um, as the citizens in the community and the police, um, that those efforts are well thought out and that is a partnership um, because either one of those groups doing it on their own are probably not going to have a lasting impact on that community. But working together and uh, trying to find some real change and some real long-term purpose to that change um, is probably the most vital to me. Um, I'm not really, I see a very short-term value in just dumping resources into that neighborhood. In other words, assigning another car, police car there or sending traffic um, traffic enforcement into the neighborhood here and there. I, there. That to me is a very short-term solution to a long-term problem. So really what I want to do is try to find long-term solutions for what ails Buckeye. And I think that that starts with partnerships. Great. Relationships. I'm glad you said that because that was going to be my next question, but you answered that one so perfect. Relationships is key. Do you have any ideas or any plans to help further and strengthen the, uh, the, the impact you have already made with the community responses, with the police, the relationships? Do you have any steps on building it? Um, we have, <coughs> excuse me. Um, well, we've taken some initial steps, um, and certainly working with St. Luke's and um, ensuring that we have some more presence on Buckeye and working with organizations like the 130th Street Working Group. Um, and those types of relationships are good. Um, but again, with a meaningful relationship, just like in a private life, um, meaningful relationships develop over time. And the more investment you put into a relationship, the more time you spend listening to one another and talking to one another and, and going through hard times and good times and, and exploring life together in a private uh, relationship, it works the same in the public relationship, which means that, um, you know, if we do everything right for the next four years, four years from now, we should still be sitting down and saying, hey, how can we do it better? Right. Or what can we do tomorrow that it will make this an even better uh, relationship? So um, yes, there are, I have, um, we're gonna continue with what we're working on now, continue working with our partners. Um, one of the big things we have coming up, and it's gonna uh, hopefully affect a lot of the fourth district, is we're gonna be partnering with Big Brothers, Big Sisters, and they have a program called Bigs in Blue. Mm. Um, and that's where um, we partner our police officers act as big brothers or big sisters for people uh, for kids in the community and we're about to launch that program we're working out some of the final details on it and it should be a very positive thing i think for the community and for my policemen too and women excellent excellent so um you guys are talking about long-term stuff and like how it needs to be done in the long term you think like we should have like we're building at the bread oval do you think there should be a police officer there or do you think we should just leave it there for the people, or what do you think about that? So it, this touches on one of the dilemmas I have as a police commander, and that's even though I have 220 police officers, they cover 24 hours a day. Um, those are also include investigators, traffic control, or traffic um, in, enforcement, and I have the largest district in the city, geographically speaking, and I think with population too, I think I'm around 100,000 residents. 
220 police officers, this is, spreads very, very thin over that distance. Mm -hmm. um, so I cannot just take a police officer and say, okay, your job's now to sit on Brit Oval. Um, so really, Brit Oval belongs to the community. Uh, the policemen are certainly a part of that community and they need to be there, um, but they won't be there all the time, which is becomes also another important point is that the community also has to take care of itself. So if the community is using the park and they're there and there's something wrong, they need to step up and say something. Uh, call me, call the police. If it's somebody you know, have a conversation with them. If it's uh, you know something an adult should address, then the adult should have a conversation about it. But the community will invest in that park um, certainly more than the police will. Um, there is a partnership there and we will be involved, but the community uh, owns that park and it's their park. I 100% agree. Even though I, we're building it, and like, it's not just a one person thing. It belongs to the community. The community should definitely be the one to protect it and make sure like if it's going on, maybe go tell their parents something bad's going on or something. I think it should be all up to the community. Um, I, I agree with you 100%. <laughs> Uh, Commander, uh, I had the opportunity to be a part of the 4th District Strategic Safety Council, and it's, they're doing a great job. And is there any initiatives that's going on with the, uh, the council to be able to help engage our youth more in the schools, to help bridge and build those relationships with our children? And, you know, because we don't, we, it's already a negative image of the police, but we don't, we, we want to help bridge that gap also to help uh, bring them along, to be able to respect and honor the police. Do we have anything in place for the schools? Um, we're, yeah, we're always um, actually um, pretty active in the schools already. Um, uh, we get invited to schools to talk to the kids a lot. Um, we're already doing that. Um, we're engaged in a, an initiative in Mount Pleasant. Uh, um, it's a reading initiative where we go and read to kids, um, not necessarily in school, but in other, even in businesses like barbershops. Mm. Um, we'll go and sit and, and read with the kids. Um, we have safety fairs for the kids. We show up at special events. The um, prom here uh, for the for the Boys and Girls Club school, right. uh, we were involved in that. Um, we have a lot of, <coughs> excuse me, we have a lot of community um, outreach programs already in place. And, you know, I, I hear things like, uh, you know, that there's um, stress between the police and the community and how can we get policemen engaged with the kids. Well, I would say that we are engaged mm -hmm. and there is damage there, um, but it is a relationship that will take time to, mm -hmm. we have to build trust, um, but between one another. Um, from both sides, uh, so it's a trust-building exercise, and that takes time. Yeah. We have to prove that we are there to listen and to participate in problem-solving and to be supportive of the community, um, and that will take some time. So, yes. I mean, because I, I had I had the opportunity to go to the uh, crime night out. Was the, am I saying that correct? Night out against crime. Night out against crime at Larchmere. And to be able to, you know, my I have my, my younger daughter with me. And, you know, they gave her a teddy bear, let her play with the sire, and she put the head on, picture after picture after picture. But to be able to see that, it takes me back to my childhood the way it used to be. So, you know, when we talk about bringing community back and 
bringing in the way it used to be and how, you know, we help police our neighborhoods, not just putting it on the, in the hands of the police officers. Like you said, to have the community do it and step up and say, don't do this or don't do that. You know, I was real happy to see that and wonder if it was going to be any other opportunities for people that's not in the schools to have little children that can bring them just to be around to love on y'all and y'all love on them. You know, you know, that's always great. Thank you. So one of the greatest things about becoming the commander of the 4th District is I had an opportunity to come out here and see young police officers doing things that we never dreamed of doing 18 years ago when I was a young police officer. Uh, the way they interact with the community and the way they interact with the kids. And um, we've certainly changed our expectations of our police officers over the last 10 years um, with a real emphasis probably in the last six years towards community policing. And coming out here in the 4th District where there's a lot of young officers um, I've just been thrilled to see that that change that we made with the expectations of these officers that are having a real payoff out in the districts where the, where the rubber meets the road and the guys are actually guys and gals are actually out there doing the work and the things they're doing with the kids to me have been amazing. Um, for instance, down at uh, Garden Valley Rainbow Terrace, um, a couple bunch of kids found a, a gun and they were pointing at one another. And it turns out the gun was loaded and thankfully nobody ever pulled the trigger. Mm. A couple of my officers went out there investigated it and uh, they went to the management at Rainbow Terrace and said, hey, we'd like to come back out here and do a gun safety class for these kids uh, on what to do when you find a gun and how, and how to handle that situation. And um, I never told them to do that. I never said, hey, when you go find an opportunity to do this, they just, they came to me and said, this is something we want to do, Commander. Can we do it? And it's like, yeah, have at it, fellas. And uh, they spent three weeks putting, researching, getting materials together, practicing their presentation, and they went out there and they gave a presentation to a group of about 50 kids uh, on gun safety, and I couldn't have been more proud of them. It, I didn't have anything to do with it other than saying, yes, go, go for it. And, and they did it, and, and I was so proud of them. And I see that a lot with these officers here in the 4th District, and, and, and um, if we can keep pushing in that direction, uh, great. You know, great, great for the community, great for our police department, great for the people that live here. Um, one of my family members is an officer. He probably works for you. I don't know what district, but I talked to him a little bit because one of the uh, jobs I would like to do is become a police officer. And the higher I get, um, I will also like to, you know, um, solve investigations and all that. Wait, how many academies is it? And like within this, uh, Actually, Cuyahoga County, let me just say. Um, I'm not sure how many academies we have in Cuyahoga County. There are um, the rule, the big, here's how the academies work is the state of Ohio certifies either cities or um, um, higher education institutions to hold police academies. So in Cuyahoga County, um, Cleveland Police Department has an academy and Cuyahoga Community College has an academy and there might be one or two other smaller ones that I'm missing, and if they're listening, I apologize. But <laughs> um, which certainly uh, Tri-C and Cleveland are the two big ones in Cuyahoga County. I, well, I do think that over, overwhelmingly the number one reason is people want to serve. Um, you know, the, the, they're just people who want to go out and, and serve a community, you know. Um, and not all of them are from Cleveland. We get a lot of officers from outside of Cleveland, and I'm an officer who was from outside of Cleveland. I didn't grow up in the city. Grew up out in, in rural suburb. Um, but people want to come here to work. 
it is a place that has a need and they want to serve where there's a great need and this is a great place to do it you know um, there's a lot of uh, pride in, in, in service and I think that that is overwhelmingly the number one reason. Now there's a lot of people who they have a sense of adventure and you know that, that kind of that kind of spirit. Fast, right? yeah. Not too fast, not too fast. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, you know, but but really service and it's kind of it sounds like a cliche, and but, but it's true. I mean that's why people are there. If you if you don't if you come here for the wrong reasons. If you come here just because it's a steady job or because you get benefits, um, because you get to go out there and, and boss people around, maybe, I don't know if that's even a reason, but <laughs> if you take this job for those reasons, you will have a long, horrible career um, because you are not gonna get rich here. Um, you don't get to go out there and throw your weight around um, without there being consequences to it. Um, so if you take this job for those reasons, it's, it's, it's going to be a long, very painful career for you. Mm. Um, I, 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 um, one of the things I did, um, I was at uh, Lit 16 at the Word Church, and one of the lieutenants, I believe he was, was um, there speaking to us about um, what to do, you know, when a cop and stuff pulls you over. I have a question. Um, he said he also tries to remove, you know, what they so-called bad cops. Um, what? Why do you exactly think you know certain cops do what they do? Uh, what do you mean by that? Um, I would say like uh, certain videos. You know, uh, they um, would beat people. I guess for no reason. Sometimes or pull them over for no reason. Uh, that's a hard question to answer. Um, there are people that go astray in any group or population, uh, any profession. There are people that aren't going to do the right thing. Um, what their motivation is, I can't really attest to. Um, but what I would say is important is that we do everything we can to, number one, try to keep those people from being police officers who might make those kinds of decisions or do those kinds of actions. Um, number two, uh, watch and pay attention to employees that are struggling. Um, maybe something's going on in their life that they're going down the wrong path. And to me, it's we owe it to them and to our community to address that if they're going down the wrong path, to find them help and to try to fix it and make them a productive member of the police department in our community again. And finally, if it's something that is um, truly horrible or shows a pattern of behavior that's not changing or changeable, that we remove them from the profession. Um, there's no place in this profession for people who abuse the law. There's no place in this profession for people who make these decisions on their own that aren't legal or, um, or immoral or unethical. Um, there's just no place in this profession for, for that. It erodes the trust that we work very hard to build in the community every time something like that happens. Okay, uh, one more. Uh, what made you become an officer, and how did you get to the position where you're in now as commander? Um, I took the job because uh, <laughs> I am service-minded, but I took the job at the time because I was fresh out of college. I have My major is in history, and I have a minor in archaeology, and you know what? You can't make money doing either one of those things <laughs> unless you're a teacher or a professor, and I had just had enough of college, and I wanted to, something I've always been interested in, and the opportunity came up. 
uh, to sign up for the job, and I took it um, and got it and jumped in with both feet, and I've never looked back. I can't imagine another job that would make me happier. Um, I really don't like sitting in an office all day, even though that's kind of what I do now. But um, I do have the opportunity to get out and do different things. There's a, the, the variety of what you can do as a police officer is great. Every day is different. You get to help people. You get to see interesting thing, things, meet interesting people. Um, it's, it's, an, it's been an amazing career. And how I got to be a commander, I guess I just um, really kept my head down, worked as hard as I could um, for the most part. Um, really uh, tried to make, try to do the job the best that I could, try to look for ways to make this police department a better place, uh, make our policemen better when I was in the police academy. Um, and I think just through hard work and, and making those connections and really caring about where this police department's gonna be in the next 10 years is probably why I'm here as a commander. I really think that the connection between my love for history and my love for policing is me wanting to understand why people do the things that they do. So when you when I look back at historical things, I'm not so worried about dates or time, you know, times or who did this or who did that. It's well, why why did a country split in two and fight one another or why do we decide to jump into this conflict or why was this president successful and that president wasn't? I mean, it's or and why you know, even looking at like any part of history, just understanding why human beings make the decisions they do and do the things that they do is why I love history. And I think that's probably why I like policing too. It's an opportunity for me to be part of a community and look at it and think, well, why is this community moving in this direction? Or, or why do we have this heartache here on this particular corner? What can we do to solve it or you know, uh, resolve that problem or, um, I, I think there's a connection. I think that's, and I, until you ask the question, I never even thought of it. But to me, that's probably, that's probably the connection, yeah. which is just understand, trying to understand people the best that I can. Uh, and, you know, I, I'm one of those, I could sit in a mall and I could sit there and I could watch, I could probably sit there and watch people all day long and be perfectly happy just sitting there watching people and, and watching what they're doing and how they're behaving. And I, I don't know, it's, maybe that's creepy, but I don't know. But I, I do, I, you know, I could, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, that's true, that's true. Yeah. I have a question for um, cuts. Um, when you're um. Is there any like things that you like always wanted to do? Like you just like, oh my God, mom, can I do this when I get older? I chased a lot of bad guys in my backyard, imaginary bad guys all day long. <laughs> I used all kinds of superpowers to, to, to fight crime in my backyard. Um, After watching Suicide Squad, bad guys are the best. <laughs> um, and then my other question was, are there any TV shows that you just had an interest on that were like the when you built the house show or was it the shows like that? Were there any interest shows that made you just think about doing something else? Um, TV shows. Family Guy. <laughs> I don't know. I don't really watch much TV anymore. I just here and there. And, uh, I don't know. Whatever. Makes me laugh, I think. A lot of comedies and anything that doesn't have to do with work for a little bit, a little escapism. And Lastly, uh, what do you think of the work we've done so far for Brit Elbow? I'm just impressed anytime that uh, children will, or 
quite honestly, any citizen part of the community steps up and does something for the community, uh, reinvests in it, whether it's ideas or energy or money, whatever it might be. Um, so um, the work that you're doing on Brit Oval is a testament to our future, you know. Um, and if we can get kids to keep investing uh, and then teaching them to do that throughout the rest of their life, uh, a lot of success for that community, I think. And today, we're thankful for Nelson Beckford and B. Cuts, the people who came in so we can interview them. And I guess that's it for today. See you all next time. Thank you. Thanks for talking to us today. Appreciate it. Thank you for letting us interview you today. <laughs> do, do, do. End of the video. Oh, that's good, guys. Thank you, Commander.